People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. Fine Music Radio, and this is Rodney Trojan welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. Something a little unusual, I think, for People of Note this week. We're going to be talking about bikers. But just let me tell you what about bikers. I'm talking to a group, well, a member of a group, of the first free chapter Cape Town, a group of friends who have fun riding their Harley-Davidson motorcycles to interesting places together. They're not apparently noisy, boozy, no-good, hairy biker types. They're a pretty decent bunch and place a lot of emphasis on getting involved with various charities, focusing on at least three big projects a year. And one of their members who is with me in the studio now is Lisa Cumberledge, who's a charity officer with this group. And I'm quite fascinated. Lisa is here with a very sort of almost Harley Davidson style jacket on. But I just want to find out, first of all, Lisa, about the first free chapter Cape Town, because apparently it's an international group with 83 chapters in the world, five of which are here in South Africa. So it really is an international organization. Is that right? Yes. Um, thanks, Rodney, first of all, for having us in the studio. Um, yeah, so our Cape Town chapter is the first free chapter of Cape Town. We have a director. We have other members on our committee. And in total, we have 58 members in our group. Um, some of those as old as 90. We have a 90-year-old. <laughs> who still rides. Who still rides. Okay. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we just have a good time together. And as you mentioned, we do get involved in a lot of charities. But we can chat about that. Further. Yeah, we'll chat about that later. Yeah. But uh, you say 58 in total. Mm. So it sounds like almost quite an exclusive group. Um, you say you're not noisy, boozy, no good, hairy types. Actually, we can be quite noisy, boozy. <laughs> Some of them are quite hairy. <laughs> but, yeah, we're not like those Hells Angels gangs you hear about in Australia causing all sorts of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a pretty decent bunch. And, yeah, we're just good mates. And somehow we, you know, we're not too big. So we're quite an intimate group. And so when we have functions and go on rides and breakfast rides, lunch rides, have our meetings, we, you know, pretty much full our yeah we're, a lot of us are there some of them are, our members are actually uh, members from Namibia so obviously they don't attend some things but they do get down for others they are out of town members are they from all walks of life are they yeah. young people you said up to 90 are they professionals all um, sorts of people don't have a lot of youngsters actually I'm not quite sure where That's the age starts but mm-hmm. you know some we've got electricians we've got lawyers We've got all types, really. People with their own businesses. Some have retired. So, yeah. And all who just enjoy riding together. Absolutely. And does it yeah. have to be, in order to belong to the club, does it have to be a Harley Davidson? Yes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yes. They do. And some are obviously wives that have joined as members but mm-hmm. don't necessarily have their own bikes um, and would either ride pillion or just help on a support level like what yeah. I do with the charities. I'm not a big rider myself. Oh, you're not? As that was, <laughs> so you don't. But you must tell us the story because before we came into the studio, you were telling me how you rode Pillion once up, was it Ocarpsevech? Ocarpsevech, yeah. And it was a little breezy. <laughs> it was. I, I did ride um, with my, my husband-to-be um, 
I'd go out to rallies and I'd ride and what have you, but I'd, not a lot. Um, he does the breakfast rides and what have you. I don't get in, too involved there. But the one day I was attending a lunch ride and we were riding to Hermanus and I thought, that's not too bad. I can do that. It's not too far. And it was a windy day. Oh, my God. <laughs> we went over that path. <laughs> I was terrified. Um, had a nice lunch in Hermanus and then it came to coming back and we were actually going to come back the coast road. So I thought, well, that's not too bad. You know, I've done that road to Claymont before. Mm. Surely the mountain will protect me from the wind. And there was a stop and go just near Arabella. So suddenly um, they turned around and we were going the other direction. I thought, well, which way are we going? There's only one way. It's going to be over that pass again. <laughs> and that's the way we went. And I got home absolutely shook and shaken yeah, to the core I said oh, that's the last time I'm going on that bike I was absolutely terrified So, but I bet you it wasn't the last time because as you say from time to time you still do ride time to time I look is it windy is it rainy so you don't it's have your own perfect bike I'm a fair weather rider oh, okay okay yeah. you don't have your own bike no I don't okay no. and you said your husband to be he's the one who's the enthusiast yeah he's had a few he's onto his third bike now so he has switched them up a bit and out and changed and now he's got one of the things I know we want to talk about um, the various charities you do and all the things you do but one thing that amused me somewhere was that sometimes you're invited to make a noise at funerals schooled fundraisers or at NPOs is that literally so to make a noise with your bike yeah they literally, and they can make a lot of noise, those I bikes know, uh, in a group. <laughs> yeah. um, so we have at various, so we've lost members ourselves, um, and we've had other members that have lost family, and we've been asked to go to the church and make some noise. Um, literally rev the bikes outside the church the as a sort of yeah. respect for the person yeah, who's died. Yeah, absolutely, very loudly. And, yeah, we get called into things where, for example, Bruce, our director the other day, it was a lady's wish to on her bucket list to ride on a Harley at 80 so he obliged and off she went on her little joy ride and Meals on Wheels in Paro as well they were having a, a holiday thing with the kids and they asked if some of the members could just arrive with the bikes and show the kids the bikes make some noise and we took them some sweets and yeah they had a good time so <laughs> I can't imagine inviting can. people to make a noise for me especially with the Harley Davidson or two or three or four Anyhow, Lisa, on the subject of music, I see now you've chosen Andrea Bocelli with Celine Dion singing the prayer. What, what is, is there a story behind this? Um, yes, I must just say I, I wasn't going to throw ACDC at you no, today, no, which is you. what we play at our rallies to make a lot of noise. Um, so in keeping with the charitable theme and the fact that we try to support animals and what have you, one of the charities anyway, we always choose an animal, uh, we'd supported last year the SA Guide Dogs Association. Mm -hmm. And I just think they're incredible, the, the way those dogs work, how they help the visually impaired or the disabled. And I thought Andre Bocelli, you know, he's blind himself. I just mm -hmm. love him. I think he's amazing. And so, yeah, that's the reason for choosing that one and I just think the one with Celine Dion was quite beautiful um, and it's about peace guidance and kindness so that's all in the theme of being charitable and kind and what have you so that's the first one
Well, there we heard the voice of Andre Bocelli and Celine Dion singing the duet there, The Prayer. And it was the first choice of my guest on People of Note this week. Her name is Lisa Cumberledge, and she's the charity officer of the First Free Chapter Cape Town, a group of 58 bikers who ride Harley Davidsons around the place. And your work, uh, Lisa, as charity officer must be integral to the whole operation because just looking at the number of things you've done I mean when when this group was set up did you think we're going to do lots of charity work or how did the charity come into it I'm not too sure of its origins actually but there were previous charity offices and it was you know at, at the AGMs we just elect um, new offices mm-hmm. um, if people pull out and so my I was actually assistant officer last year, and then uh, the charity officer resigned, so I took over from her, and then this is my second year. So everybody kind of does their own thing, really, mm-hmm. um, and chooses the way they want to do it, but we've always kind of stuck with the idea of helping three sort of main ones a year, per year and um, then, you know, we always have the little things thrown in between as well. Right. And I mean, some of the ones you mentioned when you were introducing Andre Bocelli, the guide dogs, mm. but you've done all sorts of things I see to Little Angel's Home, a stationary drop-off at Timbers Clane Begin Centre in Hrabeau. So you, you're not specific about, and even giving musical instruments away, I see. Yes, so those came about through our rally that we hold every year. Um, the Free Chapter hosts a rally out in Montague once a year in February. And we have a huge raffle. We mm-hmm. get amazing prizes donated. We have a huge raffle, and we make sure that the funds from that um, go back into something in the community. So we look for something in the Montague area. So previously it has been, as you say, musical instruments. We've given out soccer boots, medical equipment, mattresses. So we look for what they need. We'd rather do that and give them something rather than give money over because mm-hmm. um, that can end up in the wrong hands, basically. Well, so, as we know. Yeah. But where do you get your money from? You speak about sponsors and people donating things to you. Is that how you get all these things together? Well, that's specifically to the for the rally, and then we sell the raffle tickets, um, and that's you know how we use that win. money for that yeah, one. Yeah. But generally, throughout the year, we kickstart our next year's uh, funds, basically, with our year-end function. So we have a raffle there as well, and then uh, we have a a fines evening, so any members who have misdemeanors, mishaps, <laughs> mess-ups along the way through yeah. the year ha- get fined. We have a fines mistress, and she checks them out, and it's like if Bruce hadn't arrived in his colours here this morning, or if I hadn't, you know, I'd, he'd be in for 200 bucks at least for that at the end of the year, or someone drops their bike or something like that, they will get fined. Um, so, yeah, I think... And that's all done with great goodwill. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, it's all good fun. And you managed to find find everybody for something along the way that evening. (laughs) And so we kind of kickstart the next year with those coffers. Mm -hmm. Um, Might be three, two, three, four thousand rand. It just depends. Um, And then we also tap into the chapter coffers as well. And yeah, so we just somehow get our money together and we get enough together to make a difference. But it's obviously the incredible enthusiasm of all these 58 members you have here in Cape Town. Is it national by any chance? Is this chapter national in South Africa or is it based in Cape Town? No, we're just the the Cape Town free chapter. There's Durban, there's Bloom. So there are others around the country, but ours is specifically... They do the same thing. Well, I guess they all do their charity bits. Yeah. yeah. But are they members of the first free chapter? No. We've just got 58 
Cape Town-based members. There are a couple, as I say, that are out of up country or out of town that are members, but we don't see them that often. But mm-hmm. they they make some of the functions only. Do you have anything to do with safety, for example? I'm just thinking about riding bikes. Do you help give lessons to people to do it? Concentrating on safety, in other words. There is a safety officer. Oh, um, you have a safety yeah, officer? in our chapter. So every now and then they have a, a Saturday morning where the guys get together and they'll have all the, the riders join. And it's just going through, you know, skills, riding in the pack, all that sort of thing together. Hmm. So, yeah. You mentioned the guys, but um, how many women are there in the chapter? And the girls. Sorry, girls. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do have lady riders. I don't know how many we've got all together of the lady riders. Maybe five or six. Okay. Yeah. So you nonetheless are represented by the women on the yep. on their Harley Davidson. I hats off to those ladies. Yes, indeed. Isn't it funny ladies. how you do associate motorbiking with men, mm. uh, and especially something as macho, I suppose, as a Harley Davidson, and yet you say the women are just as interested. Yeah, and I really respect them that you know they can control those big bikes and they mm. ride in all sorts of weather and the other day they, some of them went up to Natal and they hit snow so they've even ridden in snowstorms and really? then it's wind and yeah. Snow but in Natal. Well I suppose it could have been on the Drakensberg thereabouts. It was. They, the rally was the Duma rally in the Drakensberg and I think they mm-hmm. hit Harrismith and then the weather just yeah, went from sunny one moment to snowing snow and yeah, trucks jackknifing and all sorts of things so I think that was a pretty tense ride for everybody but um, there were ladies amongst them, so they're amazing. This question might be a bit naive, but you know we often hear about cyclists and what a problem they are on the road, bicycles. But motorbikes don't have that, do you? You respect it on the road, you go like a car. It's not. We don't have to avoid motorcycles on the road like we do have to do cyclists. Do you find, generally speaking, that drivers are respectful of motorbikes? Um, some... You know, our guys, some of our guys have had accidents because yes, someone sure. has just once been in the left and the next thing they've crossed in front of them and what have you, they just don't see them. Mm. Um, but our guys always obviously ride with their lights on and that sort of thing. Um, they do take good care. They, yeah, I okay. think the bikers are more looking out for the cars and the cars looking out for the bikers. Yeah, also then bicycles. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Lisa... We're going to have another piece of music, and I see you've chosen a children's choir, one voice children's choir, a cover, A Million Dreams. So tell me about how this got onto your list. Yep, so that was basically just uh, honoring our children's charities. As I say, we do try and support one a year. Um, I do love the Lover Youth Choir. I would have chosen them, but I thought, I know they're sort of older kids, so mm-hmm. I chose the one voice children's choir. And just really for the kids, you know, no matter your circumstances, it's the power of positive thinking and faith and believing that your dreams can come true. So this one's for the kids.
That was chosen for the children by my guest today, One Voice Children's Choir, and their cover of A Million Dreams, an ode to the power of positive thinking, faith, and believing in your dreams. As my guest, Lisa Cumberledge, said slightly earlier, Lisa is the charity officer of First Free Chapter, Cape Town, of bikers. And we're talking about these bikers. They have to ride Harley-Davidson's, and they must not get too boozy, noisy, hairy. <laughs> but nonetheless, we're dealing with really quite a wonderful charity idea here, which is very, very encouraging to hear people like you doing this. And I believe that when you do a rally, these big rallies that you do, that's where you actually make most of your money. Can you give me any idea of how much you make and how you distribute um, it? Yeah, Rodney. So with the rally, you know, we haven't had it for two years now because of COVID. So the next one for February we're looking at having possibly 600 members, or not members, but Harley riders, all right. different clubs and what have you. So there we can focus on getting as much money because we have so many people in one place. It's so much mm -hmm. bigger than our small chapter. So in total, the rallies have been going on now for 14 years. Next year will be our 15th. Uh, we've made now 860,000 Rand, which we've dished out to the various charities in the area. And as we said, you know, buying them things rather than, um, giving, rather them than giving them cash. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money, gosh. That's a lot of money. But I'm also interested what you said just now, you have as many as 600 bikers at these rallies, which means that your little group swells massively from your 58 members to really. And so how do you do that? Do you open it up to advertise there's going to be this rally and invite them all? Yep. And they all have to ride Harley Davidson. They have to be Harley Davidson riders. Any BMWs that arrive or <laughs> they get turned away. Really? So yeah, everyone has to come in on a Harley. So there's a lot of noise at those rallies and um, we always take a drive through. We have a mass ride where we drive through the town and all the locals love it. I mean, they line the streets and, you know, it's, oh, a, really? it's a lot of noise. <laughs> a lot of noise. So, gosh. yeah, it takes a bit of organizing. We have a committee for that. But Bruce is so good at it now. He's been doing it for so many years. So... Bruce when and that committee get everything sorted and registrations are done. We've got a lot registered already, mm -hmm. far more than we normally have at this time of the year. So I think everybody's just keen to get there. When is it? It's in February. Oh, okay. In Montague. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's the Montague Rally. Yeah, the Montague. One, in in Montague Springs. Why the obsession with Harley Davidson, apart from the fact that it's allegedly the Rolls Royce of motorbikes? There you are. There's a question for you. E me, that's not. I don't have one myself, so difficult for me to say. I think the riders themselves would have to say why they just love them so much. I think a lot of it's to do with the noise. Mm -hmm. um, I could ask Bruce if he'd like to 
Let me just tell Japan. you, by the way, let me just tell our listeners that Bruce is with us here in the studio keeping a beady eye on Lisa, but doesn't want to take part. But I think you can't help it now, oh, Bruce. No, so you can't. just move in here and tell us about why a Harley Davidson is so special. I presume you ride a Harley Davidson. Absolutely. And what's so special about Harley Davidson? Uh, Harley Davidson motorbike is, just stands out for everybody. And it, it, riding one, is, it's not what we ride, it's who we are. It actually shows who we are. That's an interesting way around. <laughs> it is not what we ride, it's who we are. Yeah, it's, it's not what we ride, it's who we are. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely denotes, and, it, and it's a very, it's a very uh, close-knit, Harley-Davidson people are very close-knit all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a very exclusive kind of bike, you know. It's not a cheap bike, it's a very expensive bike. I was going to say, you need so a lot of money to own a You need a lot of money Davidson. to earn a, own a Harley-Davidson. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of separates the Harley-Davidson riders from the other. Nothing wrong with the other guys. I mean, <laughs> good, you know, we're not... The BMWs, we, No, not at all. I mean, BMWs are great bikes. We just don't, you know, we obviously like Harleys, and, mm. and that's it. Okay. That's how okay. it works. Um, Bruce, we called you in unexpectedly into the interview. Just remind me what you do with the first free chapter. Okay, I'm I'm the director of the first free chapter in Cape Town. Okay. And I'm also a, a council member of the South African Council of Free Chapters. Oh, right, okay. Reporting directly to France. Oh, gosh, really? And have you ridden bikes for a long time as well? Are you a bike fanatic? I, the first time I rode a bike, I think I was about seven years old. Seven? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been riding Harleys now since uh, 2004. Okay. I've been riding Harleys. And you'll never look back and go to another one? Never. Okay. But the other thing is that the Harley Davidson, I mean, I really am so not an expert on motorbikes, but a Harley Davidson, you notice immediately, it's a beautiful bike. Let's forget about the noise for the moment, but it oh. is a beautiful bike. It is, uh, you know, they, it's got a beauty on its own. Uh, I mean, when you see all the chrome and 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 all that, and and the sound. I mean, Harley, the sound of a Harley engine that denotes a Harley. Mm. And it's a beautiful cruising bike. You know, it's it's a bike that you can go many miles on. I mean, we've got guys in our club. We've been all over. We've been to Botswana. We've been Namibia. We've been Mozambique. All over on Harleys, and it's it's a great touring bike. And comfortable, presumably? Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Do you know that I've never ridden on a bike? I've never, ever been well, on we'll a bike. Well, we'll have to change that. Well, I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> I think I'm going to go back to Lisa now. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Lisa, your next piece of music is why I'm calling you back here. Super Trap, give a little bit. Even I know that. Give a little bit, yeah. It's just a very simple one, this. It's all about the power of giving and how it can make a difference in the world. So much that we need to share So 
Even I can say that, Lisa. <laughs> Super Tramp, give a little bit. And another choice of my guest here on People of Note on Fine Music Radio this week. And my guest, Lisa Cumberledge, who is the charity officer of the first free chapter in Cape Town. We've been talking about this and what they've done. And Lisa, we mentioned some of the charities because clearly charity is very important in your year and in the life of the organization. 
And you do projects each year. So what we mentioned some from last year, which are some of the ones you're going to be turning your attention to this year? What we've done now, Rodley, we've actually covered two already. Um, this year we've taken care of two. The first one was uh, the Care for Wild Rhino Sanctuary. Um, that's up in Barberton area near Nelspreet as well. Um, it's the largest orphaned rhino sanctuary in the world. It's also a really? UNESCO World Heritage Site. Orphaned rhinos? Yeah, yeah. So they do incredible work to rescue, uh, rehabilitate, rewild, and release the rhinos, mm-hmm. um, endangered rhinos. I mean, a lot of these, well, in fact, all the orphans, you know, their mums have been poached. The running costs are extremely high at the sanctuary, as uh-huh. I'm sure I you can, can imagine. imagine. Yes, absolutely. It actually is between sixteen and 24,000 rand per calf per month. What? So, you know, we did our bit. It seems so small, but every bit counts. And, um, yeah, we... We adopted a little orphan called Daisy. So she's very, very sweet. Um, she was Daisy actually the rhino. Daisy the Rhino. They found her, I think it's got to do with Barberton, the Daisy Barberton. That's where it came from, Barberton Daisy. Um, but she was found in December last year and she still had her umbilical cord attached. They just took her in. She'd been in ICU for, wow. well, until. I think she came out of ICU a couple of months ago, maybe a month ago. So she needed so much care. You know, she had no mum, she'd had no colostrum, she had nothing, no one to learn from or anything. So those, those, you know, the guys provide 24-hour care and Mm. she's doing amazing. She's heading out now into her own little boma, meeting the other rhinos and they're very good about updating us with what's going on. I was going to say, do you monitor what's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we get a newsletter, um, we keep an eye on Facebook, so I just share the posts as they Mm. come in with with our WhatsApp group so everyone can see how she's doing. So <laughs> yeah, a lovely story, actually. Daisy's doing great. Lisa, you know, how old, in fact, are you? I mean, the organization, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so we had our 10th birthday this year, mm-hmm. and we celebrated that up in Tilbach. And in conjunction with that, we um, we supported Haste Dizer, which is an old-age home. So that was our, we always choose, as I say, animals, kids, old-age folks. So that was the, the charity for the old folks. Um, and we donated 10,000 rands worth of bed linen to the home. Um, and we also assisted in organizing a lot of, well, I think it was about six second-hand hospital beds mm-hmm. and lazy boy chairs that we got up there. And that's just made their, the old folks' lives so much more comfortable, you know, from a hard bed to a hospital bed that can raise and lower and raise mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So that was our second charity this year. And then we have got one coming up at the end of the year. When we attend our year in function this year, we always have a Christmas function. It's at the end of November. We are going to be supporting a little play school called Disardenki. It's up in Stompmuesby, up the west coast, because um, we'll be staying at Shelley Point. And they've got 46 kids there that are at their little play school between five months old and five years old. And we'll just ensure then that every kitty has a little Christmas gift. They're going to have their Christmas party um, the week after we are there. So all our members will take a gift for those kitties. Mm-hmm. Um, because chatting to the principal the other day, she said, you know, now's the fishing season and the, the folk around there have money, but it starts petering out. And by the end of the year, you know, there is nothing much to give the kids at Christmas time and that sort of thing. So right. that's going to be our third big one for this so year. So that's the that's rhino, the old age and the children. And the kids, that's <laughs> them. Don't get yeah. mixed up, you know, call one of the old ladies Daisy and expect a rhino. Um, but... <laughs> Lisa, this sounds so amazing. It's a wonderful stuff you're doing. Do you ask for donations from the public or is it all, do you people 
donate all this money? I know you said there are people who donate things to you, companies or whatever, but do you have a website where people can go and possibly donate to you? No, it's just come from the goodness of our members' okay. hearts. So you it's know, purely it's, the organization. Yeah, you can say we need nappies, like last year when we needed nappies, and boy, oh, my boot was full. <laughs> nappies would arrive, and I'd go and deliver them, and, you know, we, yeah. Gosh. It's just the people are just, our members are just very giving. Maybe bikers are nice people. I'm beginning to they think. Nice what do you people. think, Lisa? They are nice people. <laughs> I think we're going to take another piece of music and you're talking, we just mentioned the old folk and you're talking about Glenn Campbell, Try a Little Kindness. Is this, why have you chosen this? Specifically for the elderly? Yes, thinking of the elderly. Uh, my mom listens to Fire Music Radio and I can pop in there on a Thursday morning. She's like waltzing around the lounge on her own listening to something you guys are playing. Um, so yeah, this one's about love, empathy and lending a hand to your fellow man. Um, and Actually, when I was watching a video of this particular one, he said in his 2002 performance, he said, if you're kind and you treat people kind, you get treated in kind. If you see your brother standing by the road With a heavy load he sold and if you see your sister falling by the way, just stop and say, when you're going the wrong way, but you've got to try a little kindness, get your little kindness, but just shine your light for everyone to see. Down and out, I'll lend a helping hand instead of doubt. And the kindness that you show every day will help someone along their way. You've got to try a little kindness, yes, show a little kindness, let's shine your light for everyone to see. Glenn Campbell, gosh, remember him, Try a Little Kindness. And another choice there from my guest, uh, Lisa Cumberledge, who's the charity officer of the First Free Chapter Cape Town, a group of 58 bikers who ride Harley-Davidson's and who do, as we've been hearing, a huge amount of charity work. But there's even more, isn't there, uh, Lisa, than you've mentioned um, that you do. 
like the poppy run a thing just remind me of some of the other things you do um yep so the poppy run is uh i think it comes up now soon in november time that's obviously in memory of of the of war, the war that's right. um so that's open to all bikers not only your group it's no. everybody yeah 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 as is the toy run which is also held in november um and all those bikers meet um, at a central point and they've all got toys strapped to the, their bikes and they go and drop it off at a central point. So that's also, that's also a lot of bikes on mass. Uh, Harley Davidson's. A mixed bike, bunch mixed of bikers, okay, yeah. Okay. And then there's another Harley Davidson specific one, which is the Red Cross Children's Hospital rides. We, we join there and we give the kids gifts and some of them even come out for a ride if they are able. You know, some of the kids have got cancers and yeah. what have you and uh, they Trust haven't been able to do that. that. The ones that get on yeah, the and the staff get in. Enthusiastic, <laughs> I'm sure able, but it's been a problem the last couple of years because of COVID. But mm-hmm. I think that one is in the diary for this year again, and then a blanket run, which is you know everyone just dropping off blankets as well um, in the winter months, and some of the charities as well that we support even don't need even a monetary contribution mm-hmm. at all. We support the um, Sweetheart Foundation, so every meeting, all our members bring, of all things, bread tags and milk bottle tops so that's just asking somebody to collect stuff from home and they just bring it to the meeting and we just donate that to the sweetheart foundation and once they've got 150 kilos of tops or 15 kilos of bread tags they exchange those for wheelchairs and then those wheelchairs go into communities where otherwise they couldn't afford a wheelchair. Are you talking about those little plastic things that close the bread? Are the yeah. Plastic, yeah. Those little tags. Yeah. It takes a lot of those to make up 15 kilos, but, you know, it's just everybody brings in every month, and mm-hmm. and so far we've had enough to donate one wheelchair through the Sweetheart Foundation. So there's always something going. You know, there's so much, so many it places to give. It sounds like a give. full-time job, and yet I'm thinking it's a, it's a hobby, but certainly people like you and Bruce here sound as though you've almost full-time with this organization. Yeah, it keeps you busy. Keeps you busy. But it keeps us, but it's good. It's all good stuff. All good stuff indeed. It sounds as though it's all done with love as well, especially all the charity work you do, Lisa. But we have to sort of more or less end it here. Thank you for a very different sort of people of note, but it's so heartwarming to hear people doing so much for charity in a country that needs it badly, doesn't it? Yeah. With all our problems and with all our social problems. So all strength to your arm for the future. And now, what are you going to play out with? Um, Rodney, thank you. Thanks, first of all, for yeah, for having us into your studio. And I'd also just like to thank our members. I'm sure some of them will be listening in, mm-hmm. just to thank all our members for their contributions, because otherwise it wouldn't be possible for us to exactly. donate to all these exactly. these wonderful places. Um, my last song actually is ending actually on a bit of a sad note, um, but I must pay homage to, to her. Uh, Zelda was our previous charity officer. And a few years ago, we lost her and her husband and four other members of her family in a tragic uh, motor car accident. So you don't you're sort of always doing something for charity and they're always, you just always, you know, I just can't help myself always remember Zelda. Mm. And I just like to remember them and dedicate this song to their one surviving daughter, Marzel. Um, it's a Josh Groban song, To Where You Are. Um, and she's just so often in our thoughts, um, I think her heart must ache constantly. But I think the words are pertinent. Um, it's they'll be watching over her from up above, and one day she will find them again amongst the stars and angels. So I'd just like to end with that. It is a sad ending, but it's also a beautiful ending. So thank you very much, Lisa. I've been talking to Lisa Cumberledge, who's the charity officer of the first free chapter Cape Town, 
a group of friends whom you've heard have fun riding their Harley Davidson motorcycles mm-hmm. and doing a huge amount for charity. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Rodney.
People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turin Productions. Thank you. 